You are listening to Big Trouble and Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. Everybody and welcome. Wait, I, I kind of ruined it there. Hello, internet peeps. Why am I trying to go with a new uh, saying here? Hello, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Doves. I'm Andy. I'm putting whiskey in my coffee. <laughs> nice. I got Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're one of those. Um, no, it was buy one get one, and I didn't want to just get regular public seltzer so i got lacroix i'm fancy schmancy today even though i like public seltzer a little bit more but can't beat a deal you know what i mean i don't know what public seltzer is is that just like a public works like the water company makes seltzer oh Publix is the grocery store so it's their brand well not here it's not what you got win dixie uh no oh i got i got uh, I got a Piggly Wiggly nearby, Kroger's, um, Foodland. It's funny, like with the the North, they have you know Wallbound, Stop and Shop, yeah. and A and P. And then when you go down to the South, it gets a little weird with the names like Kroger, <laughs> Wiggly Piggly, whatever. Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. That's the dumbest one. Hey, uh, welcome to Grocery Talk. Uh, we're, we're your hosts. We're going to discuss. Uh, oh, when I was in Colorado, there's a gas station called Come and Go, but they spell come C-U-M. And I was like, really? They just, they're just going to do that. Cause, I mean, obviously, um, obviously the name of the gas station predates the, the induction of a euphemism for ejaculate being come, I hope. Uh-huh. Oh, I just made it worse. We were talking about groceries. All right. Um, did you watch anything interesting this this these last couple of weeks or what? Yeah. All right, so we're going into what the hell we've been watching. Uh, yes. I want I'll be short and sweet because I've been playing a lot of video games, and this is not a video game podcast. So I've just been watching Lost reruns. Uh, love that show, and it's my hundred and eighty ninth time watching the series. <laughs> from beginning to end and it's always a tradition every year for me so yeah i i need to try to watch that show again i watched like the first i can't remember if i finished the first episode and started the second or if i couldn't finish the first and got like bored mm-hmm. and never went back well i always tell people this when you're watching lost yeah there's going to be mysterious shit going on on the island yes it's going to take forever because of the series yeah uh, yeah I, I understand it takes, it takes time yeah but it's about the characters. It it's literally you're stranded on the island. It's like you, the actual person that is watching TV, you're stranded on this island, and you're learning about every char- main character in the show on what they went through, and you learn that all of them have like a redemption arc to to uh, 
a reason why I guess they got chosen because they are candidates of something. Uh, but I won't. A lot of people complain that the end of the series was unsatisfactory, though. Because those are the people that don't watch it, and then they hear, you know, and I'm not gonna ruin it. Uh, it's different. No, that's fine. It, it's just it seems like there's a lot of like really big TV shows that people really love, and they they never are completely satisfied with the way they end. I remember a lot of people being like. Like, they didn't hate it, but a lot of people being butthurt about the way The Sopranos ended and people being upset about how other shows ends. I, I mean, I, I guess with Sopranos, I, it, it could make sense a little bit because it's, it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, I don't think it's as bad. I, I kind of get that one. It's lazy when you just cut the dark and it's like, well, well what happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I can't watch anything super well-known. I was going to say super serious, but honestly, what I watched was super serious, too. In the last two weeks, I watched every episode of BoJack Horseman, and now I'm a depressed, narcissistic asshole. That's that uh, uh, cartoon, right? Yeah, <clears throat> it's a Netflix show, and oh, I can't recommend it more highly. I love that show. It is it is so funny and cleverly written. My favorite thing about it is a lot of like the uh, adult cartoon shows. The characters are always like like dumb to a fault you know like comedically inept no one knows what they're doing Uh but bojack horseman is written like everyone is more or less a real person and there's still like those comedic moments and there's a couple characters taught specifically that that are still that archetype like ridiculous circumstance and stuff like that but the characters all have like real problems and and real arcs and real developments isn't there like it's also fucking hilarious isn't there like a fairy tale arc in all uh, in that show or something like that? Um, hold on, I don't ring a bell. I know there's five seasons and I watched them all. Oh, I I'm a, I think I got the wrong show. Um, so, something enchantment. <laughs> oh no, that's that. Uh, that I tried to watch it. I kind of got bored with that show. That's the new. Uh, Matt Groening made that for Netflix and. Huh. I don't know. The, the guy made Simpsons and Futurama, so his place in history is cemented. But mm-hmm. Disenchanted is—it's okay. It's pretty funny. I got—I only watched the first like four episodes and got off of it, and on to BoJack Horseman actually. Yeah, I, those are the two I need to check out because I've been hearing great things about both of them. And the thing is, I'm not a cartoon person, and it, people like brag on me, but they're like, "Do you do you watch Simpsons?" Right? I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, who didn't watch Simpsons back in the day? And you're like, oh, did you watch South Park? I was like, yeah, back in the day. But now it just, it's it's recycled jokes here and there now. It's like. Yeah, that's, I mean, all all the the Seth MacFarlane stuff is like the same five jokes. I I know what you're saying, but watch BoJack Horseman. I think you're going to like it. It's, it really is. It's kind of different. I like it a lot. And um, the other one I still really enjoy is Bob's Burgers. But it is, I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing. It's not, it, it's still silly jokes, but a lot of the characters are like real people specifically. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I like about them is they could be just a plain old show, but for some reason they chose to animate it. Except in the case of BoJack Horseman, every, several characters are like cats and horses and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one show I want to know about and I am going to watch, and it looks like you watched the first episode of it, Maniac. Tell me yeah, the beats. 
I was surprised because when it was announced, they were like, oh, there's going to be a show and it's called Maniac. I thought it was the, the slasher. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a TV show based on that. And I was like, no, thanks. Hard pass. But then it finally appeared on Netflix. And of course, they were advertising like they always do. Like when you first sign in to Netflix, it's the first thing front and center. And I was like, what the hell is this? This looks really cool. So one morning when I got up, I turned on Netflix and it was right there in front of me. And I said, well, fuck it, I guess. And I put it on. It's really cool. It has that like weird retro futurism feel to it where mm-hmm. it's like the future, but it's the future in the 80s, like the way that they thought the future would be. It, it has that it, weird feel to it. It's like and, um, Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And uh, so far, I only watched the first episode, obviously. The first episode isn't even an hour, but so far it's like really well acted. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. And um I think I'm getting into the plot. It's kind of early to tell. Like, th- at the end of the first episode, something happens that I think will be really interesting, but they could go one of several ways with it, and some of them would suck, and some of them would be really interesting. So I- I'm definitely going to go back to it. But that was just a couple days ago. I watched the first episode, and I haven't got back to it. I've been working on stuff this week. Yeah. Uh, I think the synopsis of it real quick, uh, I'm not going to go into deep, uh, detail about it but pretty much they all have mental problems and they experiment with this drug and they're pretty much experimenting and shit happens in the mind more or less yeah like it's implied everyone has like it hasn't been explicitly stated i don't think in the show yet that everyone has a mental issue mm-hmm. but it's you, you you start realizing oh i think that's i think that's what this is and they're at a pharmaceutical company and they're going to undergo like a trial. That's the end of the first episode is they get there and kind of like, Oh, this, this is your group. This is, this is the way it's going to be. So I haven't seen all that much yet, but yeah, that's, that's the general premise as far as I can tell. I think it's going to be really, I hope so. Yep. So, what are these next two? Because I don't know what they are. <laughs> oh, those are both animes. I watched a bunch of Samurai Champloo and I watched some Space Dandy. Just, I, I didn't have anything else to put there because I haven't been watching movies either. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch them right now. Samurai Champloo is a, is a, an anime by the, the creator of Cowboy Bebop did it right after Bebop. And it's just, it just takes place in uh, Meiji era Japan. And it's hilarious. And Space Dandy also had... Shinshiro Watanabe's input on it. I didn't realize that when I was type, typing this stuff, but it's about a guy in space and he loves boobs and he's hilarious as well. You say boobs <laughs> or boobs? Boobs. Oh yes, I guess it's the answer. But no, that, that, that that's the joke. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like me, kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a really funny show and it's animated really well. Yeah, I got to get my Crunchyroll account again. Uh, kind of stop it. You should get Verve. I I uh, I next Crunchyroll and trade it up to Verve because it's only like a couple more dollars a yeah. month, and you get all of Crunchyroll, all of Funimation, you get all of Mondo, all of um. And how much uh, is it a month? Oh, like ten, nine or ten. I can't remember. Oh, that's not bad. And you get you. Know, I don't think someone told you don't get everything from the other services, but I haven't looked that hard. There's a bunch of stuff on there from Nick Splat, which is just old Nickelodeon cartoons. Like, I've been watching a bunch of Rocco's Modern Life and Angry Beavers, like, my, my dreams. Oh, stuff. shit. Right. There's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of horror movies on there from Shudder. There's a bunch of, uh, like, weird foreign movies. It, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern Life. 
God, what a cartoon that was. <laughs> when I was a kid, I really liked that show anyway. But now that I'm adult, an adult, I watched a bunch of it again. It is so fucking relatable as an adult because there's like, there's an episode where he's just like taking a flight somewhere and it's like all the little annoyances of being at the airport. When you're a kid, it's just like slapsticky humor. But when you're an adult, you're like, that's totally how it is. Oh my God. There's like one where he's just trying to give his dog a bath. And, and Spunky the dog keeps running away. And it's like, I do that all the time. I have to chase my dog through the house to give her a bath all the time. Well, this is so relatable. It's so funny. Like, as a kid, it was a great show. And as an adult, it's still a great show, but for other reasons. Well, I like with all the, you know, the cartoons, they, back in the day, I don't know about now because I haven't been really watching any, but the people that make the cartoons, they put a little bit of the adult life. And I mean adult life where they're putting like sexual innuendos in there and you don't even notice it but when you're an adult you'll be like hey he did that (laughs) yeah and the kid doesn't know because the kid thinks he's doing something funny yeah the the name of the chicken restaurant in rocco's modern life is choky chicken yeah choke choke the chicken it's that's a joke but there's there are still they still do it with some new shows some for i uh i Right before Adult Swim used to come on, there would be a Cartoon Network show called Regular Show on. It had a little bit of that, too. There was a lot of stuff in it that was like funny to me and as an adult, but I couldn't see a child laughing at it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's not like I make a habit of watching tons of kids' cartoons. I don't know if there's a bunch of other ones, but Regular Show was good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, what was the name of this site, by the way? You said Verve? Verve, V-R-V. It's the same people who made Crunchyroll, but they made a deal with all these other people. And now they got a bajillion other services on there. It's really cool because you get all the subtitle stuff from Crunchyroll, but then most of it is available dubbed from Funimation as well. Mm-hmm. I like. All right. Maybe I'll subscribe to it tonight, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I reckon. You can get a free month. Do that at least and then see if you like it. Unfortunately, their user interface is still, it needs a little bit of work. It's still kind of a new uh, new service mm-hmm. when i use it on my amazon fire stick it's it's a little laggy like i gotta hit the button and then it's, you know a quarter of a second later shit actually happens but it streams everything pretty reliably and like i said the selection is just unbeatable it's great nice all right i think it's time to hit our movie of the week andy this was your pick i'm gonna let you take it away i uh man i don't know about you but for the last several years i'm sick to death of like they, they got everywhere for a while and still are for the most part but for some reason i all i did was go into amazon prime and put and this was one of the first things that came up and had like an eight or a nine out of ten mm-hmm. so i said oh whatever i guess we'll watch this i i i didn't realize it but i'd actually seen i haven't seen the movie but i've seen it referenced and i think i've seen clips of it places and i never knew where it was from yeah but um how to explain my favorite thing about this movie is it takes place in a universe where Night of the Living Dead is a movie, mm-hmm. but the plot the the plot relies on the fact that when uh, Romero made Night of the Living Dead, he was basing it on real events. Like the army had this weird chemical leak at a VA hospital, and it made the the corpses in the morgue come to life, and that was what Romero was like turning into a story but of course they're like you can't just make the story this is this is like a matter of national security and they're trying to cover it up and uh these drums of chemicals and these these bodies accidentally wound up 
at this place where they sell cadavers to medical schools and and like skeletons and stuff like that mm-hmm. and of course these two guys are they're they're training a new guy and they're screwing around he's like oh you want to see this these these zombies and in, in in drums and he's like get the fuck out of here and of course he takes <laughs> it down there and it's real and he hits one of them and of course it sprays gas all over the place and then you're like oh this shit's gonna hit the fan now and you would be right the shit hits the fan after this pretty quickly, pretty quickly. And, yeah. and i like when uh you know, Freddy asks, like, oh, is it, do these things leak? And he's like, this is the Army. Yeah, the Army Corps of Engineers made these. And then he hits it, and it's like, oh, hang on now. <laughs> oh, man. Just when the hit, shit, shit hits the fan, and by God, this was so fucking 80s coming out of 1985. Oh, yeah. Everything. The music. I love the use of music in this movie. There are so many scenes that they could have put, like, really grim, serious music to. And it would have been like kind of scary, but mm. they play like like pop '80s music instead, and it just makes the tone so weird and unique in this movie. It's so great. Yeah, like you know, you have the punk people, and then you have the the preppy kids, which who are all hanging out together, which is weird. Right? Yeah, like they all hate each other, but they're all friends. <laughs> yeah, like you can tell they're all like friends, but every once in a while they're like, "Hey, fuck you, man," or something, you know. Yeah, I like the part where the the one chick just tears off her clothes and just starts fucking stripping in the graveyard. And, and they just, like, play music, and she just goes yeah. with it. And I, I just like the part where she goes, you know, starts, like, dry humping the dude, and he's like, you in front of the dead, have some respect. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's just not turned on at all. It's like, yeah. we're here at graveyard, we're going to show the dead some respect. Yeah, that that was funny. The, the the humor and the joking like had great delivery from everybody. Like it's yeah. really over the top, but it hits the mark where you're just like, that's fucking funny. And the, it, it's, as far as like dark comedy and misplaced comedy goes, this movie was firing on all cylinders, in my opinion, because there is like some weird overt humor that makes you laugh out loud for obvious reasons. But there's so much like excellent dark humor in it like stuff that like i was almost uncomfortable finding funny because it's so dark but that feeling of wow this is so dark it's hard to find funny makes it all the funnier mm-hmm. it, I, I don't know if that made any sense it, it, it made sense and yeah. I, I because it's in the universe of the night of the living dead just well like, sort of it's like in a sideways it's weird yeah yeah they know of it and stuff yeah. and <laughs> they reference it throughout the whole film because when the zombies start coming, he's like, "What was that in that movie? What ha- what do we do with it? Oh, you got to go for the brain." Oh. Yeah, they they even say, "Oh, you in that movie, you have to destroy the brain," and then they go to do it, and it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, let's just say in our world, like out of nowhere, zombies do exist in some form or fashion like and these zombie movies also do exist like imagine like trying to shoot it in the head and it doesn't die <laughs> yeah that would be what like i was thinking about it after i movie, and i realized like hypothetically if i was ever like in the street or wherever and zombies became a real thing and i had a weapon i think without even i, I don't think i'd process it i think i would just assume oh i gotta take the head off i i there would just be a weird assumption, and I thought about it. So there's really no reason for me to think that because zombies aren't fucking real. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because the characters do 
basically what you would do for the same reason. They've seen Night of the Living Dead. That doesn't work. Yeah, and then when the boss saws off the head and the body's fucking moving and shit. I nah, that part's hard to watch, too. Because <laughs> the whole time, like, uh, you gotta think it's a dead person, so all the like the blood is drained out or pulled somewhere in a different part of the body, and the whole time when he's starting to saw the the head, I was like, oh shit, the blood is gonna spill everywhere, and and it's just nothing, and it, I think the one part that kind of grossed me out a little bit and was the dog, with the head. yeah, yeah that, that part is rough. Yeah, I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> Everything's turning alive and shit, and I was like, "But it's still funny on how they deliver it, where he, he takes the fucking thing and starts smacking a dog, and the yeah. dog is yelping." I really like that touch too. That there's those uh, butterflies framed on the wall, and after the gas goes through the warehouse, they're like flapping there on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just. I like the balance that they had. Like, it was trying to be a serious, but also trying to be a comedy at the same time. Yeah, it's funny, but not at the expense of a serious plot. Like, they're still in serious danger, and they still handle it like like you would handle serious danger. Like, every once in a while, something happens that seems a little absurd, but it still makes sense within the context of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I like how they made the zombies a little bit self-aware that they're zombies especially yeah but that was like that was one of the most entertaining things i thought because i've seen fast zombies and i've seen regular but i've never seen zombies that know how to use cb radio and call from <laughs> send more paramedics <laughs> and it did that that was a funny part too where they pretty just kept on ambushing everybody that came in that area like it was a non-stop just bloodbath of people just getting eaten to the point where the army got involved <laughs> and that's near the end but um yeah we... i guess again zombies happen and at first it's just the cadaver and some of the stuff in this little warehouse but then they burn one of the bodies and i think it's funny that the characters never figure out how it happens but when they burn the body it puts a bunch of stuff in the air and then it rains and there's a graveyard next door so of course it animates all the corpses in the graveyard I hit my mic, mm-hmm. and then there's a bunch of zombies. Yeah, and um, I think the best part was the guy in the morgue, where he's you know he's just doing his job, you know, uh, preparing a body, and uh, because of the zombie that the boss of the warehouse cut up, and they're all still like each body part was wiggling in the bag. He tries to like persuade him to use the incinerator. Be like, "Hey, we found these. Uh, what was it? Raccoons or something like the that? Rabid weasels." He said they accidentally shipped him a shipment of rabid weasels. Like that's a real thing. <laughs> and the guy, but like, everyone just kind of goes with it because I don't know what kind of shipments a, a whatever that place is would get. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like. So he's like, oh, uh, well, call animal control. <laughs> Why are you bringing it here? He's like, well, you know, I want to burn him. He's like, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> I, I, I just thought that was pretty pretty funny. And then obviously when they tell him and stuff and the one arm rips the guy's pants, like, yeah. that's another shit hits the fan moment kind of thing. 
where because they burned the body that then the animation of the graveyard uh which is a decent place to start talking about one of my favorite parts of the entire movie the practical effects oh my gosh all the zombies look so fucking cool especially the one that comes out of the drum in the basement of the warehouse mm-hmm. how fucking cool does that thing look like the solid white eyes and teeth and it moves all weird and its shoulders are tall and oh man it's cool yeah, and when they're coming yeah. out of the graves one that just has like the eyes and like the jaw muscle looks super cool I, the, the effects in this movie are top notch they're the best yeah i liked how the the slimy uh zombie like how he moved he like moved like with the slime and how yeah it it, it was I, he was funny too that zombie because once you hit, hit he, they hit the zombie and he like turned around he's like more brains <laughs> and i was like that's pretty cool um uh, oh, we didn't mention because of the gas uh, <laughs> that spilled on Freddy and the other worker, they're pretty much dying and turning into a zombie. <laughs> yeah, it like I mean, they don't realize it until later, but the gas more or less kills them right away. But they're reanimated, but they're still acting like they would anyway. They just think they're sick. And the paramedics turn up, and their blood pressure is zero over zero. And their body temperature is 70 degrees, which is room temperature. And, like, rigor mortis is setting in, and the blood is pulling in their back and stuff. And it's because they're dead. Mm-hmm. And then one thing leads to another, and they, uh, well, the old guy, he burns himself because he doesn't want to be a zombie. Right, which is fucking hardcore scene. Yeah, going into the fire and just pressing the button. <laughs> yeah, burns himself. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but Freddy, on the other hand, he turns into a zombie and he just starts attacking everybody. I think my favorite character out of the friends is the black guy. Because he's he, he's in this, uh, by the way, not the first character to die in the movie. Yeah, he's like, he's one of the last ones to die. I mean, he dies in, in the climax of the movie, which is, I mean, I don't want to spoil it. If you've listened this far and you haven't watched the movie... I really think you should watch it. This is a recommend for me. But uh, like most zombie movies, this one doesn't end well for me. <laughs> yeah, it just... Every like, again, with the practical effects, like, when the zombies bite, like, the blood look actually look fucking disgusting, especially when you see the brains oozing out of the head when the, yeah, the cop gross. comes. Yeah, so it's not really... Uh, if you're... If you can't take that, you can't stomach it, I wouldn't recommend it. But it oh, was... yeah, if you're, if you're squeamish on violence, do not watch this movie. Yeah, but he, the black guy is my favorite character because the whole time he's like, let's just get the fuck out of here. I don't he care about Freddy anymore. He just wants to get in that car and go. Yeah. And, and you could tell just when the black guy and uh, the old guy get into the car and the old guy is trying to get out and the black guy is like, you're a coward. I'm like, what are you talking about? The whole time you're just trying to leave the place. Now you want to go back? They didn't want to leave the the old guy and the girl. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she was annoying the character. But I understand that she was like the the girlfriend of Freddy. Yeah. And uh, but <laughs> all she did was kept on screaming. <laughs> it was annoying me. But I understood why. So I'm not like I, I'm I'm nitpicking at this point on that uh, her character. 
Do you want to talk about the general <laughs> who's a fucking douchebag to his wife? Somewhat. I mean, he's such a small part. Like, at the beginning of the movie, they show him getting home and talking. his wife's like, oh, I made your favorite lamb chops. He's like, I had them for lunch. And then she, like, goes in the other room. Mm -hmm. And really, the only reason that scene exists is so that at the end of the movie, there's someone to be like, okay, we need to nuke this, this block or whatever. Now, and then they, they had that weird model shot. That's something else. This movie not only had great practical effects, but it had, like, models and stop motion. And, man, they, they did it all. Mm -hmm. now, now, with the general, the whole thing with the army, did they lose those canisters? Is, is that why? Yeah, they shipped it to the wrong place, I guess. It's just weird ineptness. They meant to send it somewhere, and they lost it, and they sent it to this fucking warehouse by accident. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I really recommend this film. Uh, because it's, it, like I said, the balance of it being a serious movie and being self-aware of that, and also the comedy where <laughs> just everything is almost f everything funny in this film. There's, there's a few scenes where there's, like, a bunch of zombies in, like, really great stage makeup and really great effects or, like, attacking the characters, and then fighting them off and stuff and like hitting them through the window or whatever but like 80s pop music is playing and it just like i said it's such a unique tone and that it, it it's the best snapshot of what this movie is it's it's so cool i love this movie yeah yeah and before we sign off on this uh the, the one part where they really get into the deep lore of these zombies is like they capture a zombie and they pin it to the table and he's like, you know, what, what do you want? And she's like, brains. He's like, uh, do you feel... I, I don't know the exact words, but they end up finding out that they're in pain while they're dead and they need brains to feel better. Which they don't really elaborate on. It still doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. whatever. That's why I, I did quotation marks uh, with my fingers and I was like, deep lore. <laughs> to, to the point where they're just like, oh, you know, they're, they're in pain. And it's like, oh, my God, they're, they're in pain. They need brains. I thought what they were going to do is uh, give, like, Freddy's or the old guy's brain. But that wouldn't make any sense because they're dead. I think they need living brain. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that that was... There was, I mean, I still like that scene. I feel like they had that extremely great upper torso puppet, and they needed to use it. And they're like, "Well, what questions would you ask the zombie?" And of course, that's what you're gonna ask him. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's funny that the morgue had like sympathy for him because he's always dealing with dead bodies, so he has to have respect for the dead. Sure. And like <laughs> him having sympathy, like, oh, they need brains. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I thought that was that was a good scene, but yeah, uh, we both recommend this film. So go on Amazon Prime, fucking watch it, and you'll love it. Yep. Uh, next, uh, next episode's movie of the week is gonna be Train, and I think I'm gonna butcher this. Busan. Bus Busan. Busan. One of those. It's another zombie flick. I, I wanted to go with the trend, I guess. But we're going to be going on a more serious uh, uh, 
movie where it's foreign. It's in Japan, I believe. Korea. Korea. Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Korean movie. It's actually been on my while. So when you picked it, I was like, oh, good. I'm going to watch this movie. But uh, yeah, it's supposed to be extremely cool. Um, I think it came out like 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know it got good like ratings and it just, there's a couple of scenes that I did see from like uh, videos and stuff where it's fucking insane. So remember to watch it on Netflix and then come back next episode of Big Trouble Podcast and we will talk about it. All right. Let's get into news that matter to us. So, I, I, oh, like always, I always try to find news, and it's really scarce, where it's a lot of superhero stuff and a lot of just nothing. I mean, they're talking about the Halloween movie, so there's a lot of Jamie Lee Curtis stuff going on. I mean, there's really only ever going to be a few kinds of news. Um, blank is announced, and Blank is almost always a reboot or a sequel, remake. Mm. Um, Blah is going to play Blah, which is always, oh, so-and-so is going to play this superhero. That's the only kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Or um, so-and-so turns out to be a sexual predator. That's pretty much the only Hollywood news that exists. Yep, and it's sad. Because yeah. I, th- I think you can come out with more news. Be like, hey, you know, we're making this new indie film. It could be a big thing. Just watch well, that it. news all exists, but... I mean, why would you? Why would they put that out there? I mean, I'm sure there's there's hundreds of indie movies in production right now, but I mean, why would we talk about it until the movie's out? Until it makes a splash. That that's true, but I wish they got more like news time. I guess maybe I, maybe I need to scour more into the internet to find these uh, news because they probably do exist, and it's not part of the mainstream media that I I go through. I assume. But anyway, uh, I'm going to start with the Black Widow story first. So, um, they're greenlighting the Black Widow movie, which Scarlett Johansson is signing on for $15 million. Wow. Anyway, I I read that Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth uh, earned this pay grade. Which is awesome because there is a pay gap between, you know, male and female in the Hollywood industry. So it's great that they gave Scarlett Johansson the same pay as what, you know, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth uh, makes. Uh, What do I think about Black Widow? I think she's a good supporting character. I don't think she needs her own movie. What do you think? Um, I, I... Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to say whether I think the movie will be good, because I figure it will. I mean, they've handled all their Marvel properties pretty well. But I think this is a really good time for them to try... I mean, really, they should have made a Black Widow movie sometime. But this is a good time for them to make a feminine superhero movie, because they have... um, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Uh, Nova. No, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel coming out, and that's of course a female lead. But I, it, it seems weird that they had Scarlett Johansson for ten years, and only now are they finally deciding to do that. But they, they've been given a bigger part to um, female characters, and I mean, I, I guess I want to have more of an opinion about it. But my opinion has always been whether they're 
a good actor or actress is all that matters. Right. So, okay. so for, from from like a, a PR standpoint, it's they can announce, oh, we're doing another solo uh, female superhero. But uh, I always thought Black Widow was an interesting character anyway. I re- really like to see them play up the spy aspect and play down superpowers and superheroes and stuff. Uh-huh. I'd like to see this a little bit more like a Winter Soldier was, where, you know, there's larger-than-life characters in it, but they're still doing, like, down-and-dirty shit. Yeah. Uh, I think I would rather see... And I don't, I don't need to see Scarlett Johansson be Black Widow. You could pretty much put anybody that is the right. I, I shouldn't say anybody. Um, uh, I disagree. I think she's Black Widow. Plus, I mean, half of it is, yeah, I mean, she's, she's hot as all hell. But the other half of it is she's been that character for a while, and she's really good at it, in my opinion. I, I think she's a good, good match for that role, especially in Avengers 2, which is one of the weakest of the Marvel movies, but her performance, I really like the stuff with her and, um, Captain uh, Chris Evans or no, no. Um, I can't remember the name of the actor who plays Bruce Banner, but like the stuff between them and that movie is from Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Like it's, it's a smaller part of that movie, but all those scenes were like really well acted and interesting. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I like her. Like, if someone says they don't, I don't have a lot to say to them just because it's like, well, I guess I can see you don't and I do, but I think she's good. No, like I'm not saying that she's bad. I'm saying to do something, to learn a little bit more of what Black Widow's uh, backstory, instead of just making a movie where you're fitting it in, into one and a half or two hours, you could put it into like a Netflix TV series where you go deep into her story, uh, just like how they're doing with Daredevil and the Punisher. Yeah. And you have big actors like uh, John Berthel uh, being uh, Frank Castle. And the only problem with Scarlett Johansson is probably all the movies that she does. And she doesn't want to get tied down to a TV series because TV series take more time. That's and, what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I brought up the thing. Maybe you could get somebody to be Black Widow yeah. for the TV. I don't want to belittle the people in the Marvel Netflix series because they're great too. But I, I kind of think Scarlett Johansson is, is too big for that, which obviously you, you think as well because they could get someone else to play her. But then I would lose interest. I think. I mean, even now, it's just, oh, it's another movie. And I have to admit, I keep seeing them all, so obviously I like them. But if, if they were like, oh, we're going to do a Scarlet miniseries, but it's, or not, Jesus Christ, we're going to do a Black Widow miniseries, but Scarlett Johansson is going to be in it, I would immediately be like, well, that sounds fucking dumb. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, but uh, let, let's say they do something different, uh, where they try to go to Spire out of Black Widow. But they don't have, you know, characters like Captain America and all these superheroes. It's just her dealing with maybe villains that do have superpowers. Maybe that could catch the Marvel fan base in a way. Or or kids in general. I'm thinking more of, like, uh, mainstream people. People that are not really hardcore at Marvel. Because when you think of mainstream, people are going to want to see their Iron Mans. They're going to want to see their Captain Americas. And if you put Black Widow doing her spy stuff, they're going to be like, this is kind of boring. I want to see Captain America. 
but, mean, I like spy movies. Do you not? We watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and you seem to like that. Don't you like the James Bond movies? Do you like uh, Jason Bourne movies? Do you, I mean, that's basically what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It would be like an action-centric spy movie. Yeah, and I get that. Me and you would like that. Would love that because it's different. Like every Marvel movie is all about like, oh, you have to have origin story. Oh, you have to have these cool action scenes and stuff. And you could have an action scene in the spy movie. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, the little kid or the person is like, oh yeah, I'm a Marvel fan, but they only they only they only saw the movies and they haven't read the comics. Uh, are gonna go. Where where is you know these people you know I I, I don't want to see this, and I think it could really hurt them that way. But if they do it right, and have something along the line of like, oh look at Shield, oh look Nick Fury's there, he's gonna. I mean, work. I'm sure other characters will be in it. They always do that. They always have the supporting, also superhero character. She has been that character a bunch of times actually in Iron Man three and John, but. I think what I'm trying to say is like, again, you're gonna take these supporting, these supporting ca uh, cast members of like Avengers, and you're gonna give them their own storyline, and, and it's just gonna make it more oversaturated than it is. Uh, just well, what, what, would you rather have like Iron Man or or something? Um, <laughs> truthfully, <laughs> and it's probably the illogical pick because it's such a money maker. Just stop superhero. <laughs> just, just, oh well, yeah. yeah. But if I if I wanted to go a superhero route, uh, it would go into like, and they're kind of doing it already. It's just a real slow burn. Is to have a actual civil war, not the Captain America civil war, where everybody's fighting each other, and then new uh, Avengers emerge. Which they are emerging just really, really slowly. And uh, to go on a side note about superhero stuff, uh, Chris Evans did a tweet about, you know, uh, the new Avengers film where they, they closed it out, uh, the last scene with him. Is his contract up on, on Captain America? Do you know off your top of your head? He talked like it was. Like, I, I don't think it was, like, official, and I don't think anyone knew for sure, but the way he was talking, he had filmed his last scenes as Captain America because he was like, oh, it was great to be this character. Thanks, everyone. But I, I don't think he explicitly said that. So, I don't know, maybe it's a weird misdirect or something like that, but I think they are trying to move away. Okay, we did these characters. Now we want to do other characters because these actors can't be these characters forever as well. And, you know, they age unlike comic book characters. Mm -hmm. It's um, it was really like you know when a wrestler does his last like walk up the ramp kind of deal. It kind of felt like that. <laughs> so I was like, is is he retiring? Like, what's going on? Is is he not doing another match? Is he not coming to WrestleMania? <laughs> But uh, yeah, the wow, we went we went on a tangent on just a small story about Black Widow. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's let's go into uh, a movie that we're probably gonna like anyway because we love Rambo. Um, I hope so. Rambo Five is in production. 
And of course, Sylvester Stallone has to be Rambo. I don't think if they ever remake Rambo and there's a different person as Rambo, not seeing it. End of story. What the fuck? You just said that you didn't care if someone else played Black Widow. Well, that's different. I mean, Rambo. How many years has he been Rambo <laughs> compared to Scarlett Johansson? I mean, but he's only been in four movies. How many movies has Scarlett Johansson been Black Widow? Touche. I I think the more going back on Scarlett Johansson, I think it's more. It, they've always been like a supporting cast cast member of the Avengers. They weren't. Yeah, I, I I was partially joking. Obviously, oh. Rambo, bigger character, Black Widow. Still, I mean, it, it is a little. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's what I was I was gonna say touche, but, <laughs> but okay. Like, um, speaking of touches, I said, "What would you rather have from superhero movies?" You said, "Maybe they should stop making them." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what I think too." Do we need a Rambo five? How old is he? Is he in his sixties? Uh, uh, yeah, and the the, the this movie is called the the Final Blood, I think. Oh, for God's sake. Um, last Blood, I see. Yeah, Last Blood. <laughs> the final blood. <laughs> uh, if you look at the images in the link, by the way, I just love how Rambo looks like. It's a fucking western. <laughs> if, if you click... He's got, like, a horse and shit. He has, like, a cowboy. If, if Sylvester Stallone wanted to make a Western, he should make a Western. I think he could do that. At that age, there are tons of really, really great leading characters in Westerns that are the kind of age and look that he has. And I think people people like to be like, oh, he's another big, dumb action star guy. But he's got some acting chops. I mean, anyone who's seen Rocky will tell you that. He's, he's not that bad. I think he could do a Western. I think he should do an original Western instead of another fucking random. <laughs> Do you think he could do like a Western accent though? Like he doesn't have to do an accent; just be in the West and do West style stuff. And it doesn't even have to like. There's a lot of stuff that has that Western feel, but isn't a Western necessarily. Like uh, No Country for Old Men, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They could do something like that too, <laughs> which looks like what this will be. I think. I think that's that's what they want. I, I think they want that kind of aesthetic. Looking at these pictures, yeah. which. Does sound exciting, but why do they need the character of John Rambo to do? I don't know, but it, it says here Rambo Five is being filmed in Bulgaria and Spain, <laughs> and so they do want the Western kind of deal because Spain looks like the American US. Yeah, and uh, wow! So Stallone first hinted at this movie in two thousand and nine. Fucking two thousand eighteen. I guess at this point he's like, I'm getting old and I need to do this now before I can't do it any longer. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm i still with you. Like, I like them. I, I mean, I love the first Rambo movie. The Rambo movie kicks ass. And the second one is extremely good. It's not a masterpiece. People say it is. But I, I like the character of John Rambo. But, man, I don't know if this movie needs to exist. Yeah, um, I, what caught my eye, and I guess I'm on the high of Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, totally. Yeah, so, like, seeing Sylvester Stallone in, like, a Western get-up kind of thing, I was like, that's fucking cool. Just make a Western. <laughs> I, make a new movie. 
we haven't had a good western in a few years yeah um actually there's a good um christian bale movie on netflix i forget. i think it's called hostile or something like that where they're transporting a prisoner across the west oh i saw that in theaters it was boring oh you didn't like it i yeah. i saw a couple of minutes and i was like hey, it's pretty good it's it's well made and well shot and pretty well acted but man it's just boring i i i don't want to tear the movie down it's just i saw it in theaters with a friend and both of us were like eh we need it. We need it. Sucks, I wanted to love it. Apparently, Bone, uh, uh, bone um, Tomahawk is good. It's on. I haven't watched it yet. Maybe it sucks too. I well, my friend's telling me to watch Hell on Wheels, uh, the TV series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. It, he's like, you need to watch this. Like, the character development and shit is like almost as better as Lost and uh, Walking Dead. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Since I'm on the high of Western shit right now. You should watch some classic Westerns. There's a ton. I guarantee there's some you haven't seen. I watched uh, Tombstone the other day. Yeah. Tombstone's great. Have you seen The Searchers? Have you seen uh, the Full Dollars trilogy? Have you seen High Noon? Have you, I mean, there's so many great Westerns. So many. Mm-hmm. I got to get on that <laughs> before Red Dead comes out. Man, we should have made like a, a Western slash horror this month oh well we'll do it in november november we're, i'm i'm keen at right now western films boom i know a thousand that i want to watch yeah so many westerns all right yeah so that's the news i kind of wanted to bring up i mean if, if you were looking for details it's being written by stallone and um matt kulnick i'm i'm bad with names and uh, it's being directed by Adrian Grunberg. Uh, don't know enough about him, but let me look at his IMDb before I say that. And then people be like, oh, you did this film, you idiot. Oh, that's, that's the guy who directed uh, nothing, apparently. Get the Gringo and Rambo 5. <laughs> that's what Google said. Yeah, I, I love... Uh, oh, he did Apocalypto. He did Man on Fire. Okay. No, 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 no. You better settle down because it's a second unit director. Oh. Both. God damn it. <laughs> he did Narcos. He, he did. The only other movie he has directed solely was Get the Gringo, the Mel Gibson movie from 2012. Oh, this doesn't look good. <laughs> oh, no. I told you to settle down. <laughs> Second unit director or assistant director. So he's been assistant director on a bunch. Oh, he was an assistant director on Traffic. He was an assistant director on Collateral Damage. Assistant director on a bunch of other shit I don't care about. Um, Apocalypto. Yeah, so he's been an assistant director on tons of great stuff. He's like the Dwight Schrute of fucking directing. If you're, <laughs> that's an Office reference, by the way. If people are trying to be, of course, people know the office. I don't know if Andy knows the office. Oh yeah, yeah, some of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that that kind of troubles me. I mean, maybe Stallone saw something in him, and he's like, "Hey, you only did one film. Do you want to do another?" <laughs> and he's like, "Here, Rambo, Rambo Five. Put that on your resume." Yep, yeah, I think that's really good. I didn't see. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I. All right. Well. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so, Andy, is there any projects that you're coming up with uh, in the near future? 
Uh, nothing movie related. Anyway. My Halloween costume is movie related, but it's a secret, so I can't. Tell. <laughs> I like I like the one because you posted on Facebook where you uh, had a sweatshirt and you wrote, "Oh, no, that was Christmas." Never mind. That was I'm, Christmas. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, it. we had we had Christmas sweaters, and everyone else had sweaters with like Rudolph the reindeer and a bunch of shit on it. I just had a gray T-shirt, so I took a red sharpie and wrote, "Now I have a machine gun." Now. <laughs> wow, I, I'm dumb. Anyway, um, it, this is nothing movie related, but I just wanted to put this out there. So, I've been streaming a lot, and I got raided by somebody while playing WWE 2K19, which put me over into Twitch affiliate uh, territory. Oh, wow, cool. So, I put in my tax information, and... I guess I'll be a Twitch affiliate, so I'm going to be streaming a little bit more on Twitch. So that that's exciting. I've been streaming more too, but again, not movie related, so... Yeah, um... I wish there was some movie that I was going to go see in the movie theater, but I I heard Venom fucking tanked. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, it led the box office, but, I mean, what is it against... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, so... I don't know. If, if one of my friends was like, I'm going to go go, I'd be like, is it a matinee? How expensive? I might go. But I don't think you're going to go out of my way. It sucks, because Venom's such a cool character. Tom Hardy's such a great actor. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard, like, some stuff is like, oh, it's like 90s superhero. And I'm like, well, you had Spawn in the 90s. It could be, it could be like that. But anyway. a lot like Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's the end of the show, everybody. Wow, we, we lately we've been hitting the hour territories. Uh, maybe we're just hitting a flow that's good now to, to the point where we have an hour worth of stuff to talk about. Unless people hate us and they don't want to listen to us for an hour, in which case, fuck them! Yeah, fuck you, but also, <laughs> also, also leave a review. Hopefully it's... <laughs> I, can, I can say that without being scared, because if you made it this far, Yep. Uh, we're on Podbean, so if you go to btilp.podbean.com, uh, you can see all our podcasts on there, both Escape from SideQuest and Big Trouble in Little Podcast. Uh, also, we will be, I, I will be trying to put something on YouTube so that we can try to grab some people to Podbean, because I eventually I do want them all to come to Podbean. I do not want to do multiple stuff, but I need to grab people and advertise it some way uh yeah that's all i gotta say and uh remember to watch the movie of the week which is train into Busan. it's on netflix and remember to watch it and then next episode we will discuss it until next time everybody see you next episode thanks for listening